everybody, and welcome to Turbo, a Soccer Rangers podcast, where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and driving Amy crazy. <laughs> that doesn't take very working. much. Your efforts I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tolbert. I'm the Red Ranger. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. Oh, I was supposed to go first. Shit. Yeah. I'm Amy. I'm the Pink Ranger. <laughs> I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. You were supposed to go last. Yeah, I'm going fourth now. What I the hell? I have my own rules. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that chuckling? You have not introduced yourself, Travel. I am John, and I'm the Mega McHugh, sometimes known as the Gold Ranger. Sometimes known as that guy that won't accept my invite in GTA Five. You never <laughs> sent it to me. Shut sometimes up. known as the Man of Many Swords. <laughs> There's no such thing as too many swords. Mm-hmm. You didn't. You said just many. Oh, true. Not too many. <laughs> yes, John, John the Mega McHugh, the sole creator of sword porn. Compensating hey. for all this. <laughs> also, the sole subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, we have our fun here. Oh, on the docket today, sir. Sir, mm-hmm. Mr. Uh, what was your name again? Teak Presley? Teak Presley? Mr. Yes, everybody. This Let is uh, Teak Presley from, NBC, or from NPR. And Does anyone we're here know? To, uh, hmm? I interrupted. Go ahead. Try again. You and Cole are so much alike. Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> okay, I was going to go into some shtick, but damn, bro, that was... He that says that all the time. Time. Yeah. I've been good. <laughs> you have been good lately. I've been you bad. Have been. Yes. I've been bad. We're, we're, we're proud I'm of you, by the way, Cole. Very bad. proud. Bad. Yes. Girl. Yeah. Settle down. Dang. Get it. You're in a, you're in a lemur onesie right now. <laughs> well, it could be more seductive. Uh, basically, the ideal woman over here. Uh, that is the NPR name game. That they are referring to. Mm-hmm. How do you play the NPR yes. name game? <laughs> yes. First things first. Just to go and speak to the world now. What's your favorite wood? Say it out loud. Even if you're listening to this in a public place. That's right. Just say it out loud. I don't care if you're on the subway and there's a crazy homeless guy sitting next to you. Possibly sleeping next to you. Go and shout it at the top of your lungs. Ask him his favorite kind of wood too. He probably wants to play. Yes, probably, probably. So Hi. start with that. <laughs> I'm a mahogany man myself. Mm-hmm. All right, so Tyler, we're starting with mahogany. And mine, it would. I oh jeez, I'll go blackwood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna do madrone actually. Madrone. Madrone. Perfect. Perfect. And I am T. Rosemary. Ooh. That's a tree? It's a type of wood, yeah. Yeah, huh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's legit. Yeah. I guess it's technically a rosewood, so it makes sense. It's very pretty. <clears throat> Maybe yep. you should educate yourself on my wood. I mean, on wood. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? There we go. We got uh, we got our woods right now. Yes, we got our woods. Now, go and proclaim even louder, if it's possible, the name of a dead singer-songwriter. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with John Denver. Mm-hmm. All so, right. Got John Denver. 
Did you call your name Darkwood Denver? I guess so. <laughs> Darkwood Denver? Blackwood oh Denver. Blackwood, Blackwood Denver. Blackwood Denver. Hello, this is Blackwood Denver. Oh. That's how you I do it. Go. It's a voice Jackson. and a name of a dead singer. That's song. actually not that's not as bad as I was expecting there. <laughs> like I'm Mahogany Jackson. Mm-hmm. I'm Jackson. Madrone Cash. Cash. It's also my porn star name. I was gonna say that could go a double as a porn star name. That would work really well, actually. John, you got a dead singer songwriter? Hmm. Johnny Rivers. Ooh. So you're Rosemary Rivers? Rosemary Rivers. (laughs) That's his porn name. (laughs) That sounds more like an investigative journalist for celebrity gossip. Like a private dick. Yeah, but I could actually PR channel to do all their detective work on, of course. You hear the NPR detective cases. (laughs) Guys, I went to KomoriCon. Yes. Let us talk about that. That sounds much more interesting. (laughs) I did. KomoriCon means the cloudy con. Mm -hmm. It's an animation. Was it cloudy? It was. It even rained while I was walking around in cosplay. It was great. Hmm. That sounds pretty great. Yeah. No, actually, it was really nice. I'm going to talk about it because I yes, can't. We, we want you to talk about that. Cool. We want to hear everything about KomoriCon, mostly because I have not been able to go the last couple of years, and it's literally killing me. Well, you should literally go because I literally don't want you literally dead. Yeah, exactly. I have good no. memories of that convention. Yeah. Well, the good news is, uh, according to uh, Mama Samu Cosplay, who uh, was got the there, yeah. uh, convention dates for me, uh, I'm going back next year. Woohoo! And I am so fucking excited about it. Then you Why? can be in my skits for once. Like, yes! Yes! Speaking of which, uh, I entered a skit under the Soccer Ranger's name called mm-hmm. A DM's Nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, which will be available somewhere. <laughs> um, which is a Pathfinder skit, which is funny because it's a GM in Pathfinder, not a DM, but I digress. Yeah. Uh, and it won Best Master Skit, so that's kind of cool. I'm so proud Yay. of you. There I'm were no other you. there were no other entries in the master skit division. <laughs> <laughs> but we crushed them all. <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, how how does uh, KomoriCon do their uh, contest again? Because it's been long enough. I honestly don't remember how they do their category breakdowns. So the difference between KomoriCon and SakuraCon, uh, which are kind of sister cons in the Pacific Northwest, yeah. SakuraCon does their skit contest first. They do all the skits, and then they do like a few weird awards. I'm not really sure, like best musical, best comedy, best drama, best in show. Yeah. Uh, KomoriCon does both. They uh, disperse the skits through the walk-ons, and a walk-on is when somebody walks on with their cosplay. It's like a runway strut with appropriate music, do a few poses, uh, brandish their weapon a little, and go off stage. Um, and that's the craftsmanship, and that's already decided before the thing starts because there's prejudging the day before. So if you want to enter craftsmanship on Friday, you have them prejudge your costume. They'll ask you questions about how you made it. They'll flip your seams and make sure everything's nice and finished on the inside. Um, 
Yeah, just to, just to, for construction, there's novice, journeyman, and master, which is pretty standard for cons to have those yeah. three uh, difficulties, I suppose. Um, and then skits have those two, but it was really interesting because there are mostly skits and journeymen. Uh, so they have novice, journeyman, and master. Novice for craftsmanship is like your first competition. And then journeyman is most people. And master is like seamstresses. People have won multiple awards in journeyman, just like professional level craftsmanship. Uh, and then skits, it all kind of depends on how many skit contests you've won in the past. Novice, this is my first skit. Journeyman, I've won in novice. Uh, master, I've won a few times in novice. And you have to go with the highest rank, uh, ranked person in your group. So since I've been in master a few times now, even though I had people in my group who had never been in the skit contest before, uh, we competed at master. Mm. Um, and to qualify for best in show at KomoriCon, you have to compete in both craftsmanship and skit. Uh, and we did not compete in craftsmanship because less than half of us were in costume because it was like a D&D &D skit, so half of us were players. So, yeah. Do you want to go and give us the full breakdown of the complete content of your skit, or do you just want people to see it later? Uh, basically, Whatever. it's a skit about a DM, an exasperated DM who's tried to set up uh, a campaign, Rise of the Rune Lords, which is one I've actually played, so that's kind of fun, <laughs> uh, in the city of Sandpoint, which is a town I've been to in Pathfinder. Uh, <laughs> so have I. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually told Tyler about the skit, and I'm like, oh, there's a barkeep, and he sends me pictures of the barkeep. He's like, this is what the barkeep should look like. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Well, <laughs> they're not going to look like that because I didn't research the specific bartender standpoint. Uh, so it's these two dudes who realize they can play as hot chicks. So they like make these chicks and they like describe them. They're like, ooh, my character's so sexy and does all these, uh, her spells are dominate person and fumble tongue. And like, uh, then they uh, try to seduce the barkeep. And then they discover they can seduce each other. And the DM at this point is like, well, F this noise and leaves. So it was funny. <laughs> the physicality of it was good. I got to do something with Dane, our Blue Ranger. Him and I have been trying to coordinate on a skit forever. So it's been awesome to work with him. I'm yeah. so happy that worked out. Yeah, I love Dane. And it was cool, too, because I'm um, super type A. I'm pretty much a control freak. Uh, <laughs> so it was... Nice, because I wrote the script, but they ad-libbed, and they made it sound very natural. And then, so I wrote the script, and I edited the audio, and then I was in it also. Mm. But I gave myself a non-speaking role for some reason. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, and I always enjoy doing the skit contest. But actually, so usually at con, I load myself up with photo shoots because I run a cosplay Instagram, and I want to have lots of content for that. Um but I just didn't this year. I had <laughs> one photo shoot with a group that I was in that somebody else organized, and that was it. I just kind of went to panels, which is weird because I've not done that in a long time, mm -hmm. uh, and wore my cosplays around and hung out with my friends and took breaks. And yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. I even walked around con not in cosplay for a little bit. What the hell happened to you? I know, it was weird. <laughs> Something's not right. <laughs> Who is this person? I know, I wasn't even in a Kigu. I was just like in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's Kamori gone. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess I'll just keep rambling unless anybody has any questions. Well, no, I, I mean, as far as that stuff's concerned, not really. I'm just curious because, um, you know, now we're a couple of years into Kamori Khan at the new location and all that. And definitely seems like there were some growing pains the first year changing over. Last year seemed like things were smoothing out. Do you feel like the convention is continuing to move in the right direction? I mean, these are kind of, in some respects, almost the more formative years than actually starting the convention. Because now they're in a huge venue. Lots of room to expand. And... That's something that not a lot of conventions do well. A lot of early ones die for a reason mm -hmm. when they go and start moving into something too big. I think they really hit their stride this year. There was mm -hmm. a lot of content. My friends in my hotel room have varied interests, and everybody mm -hmm. had things they wanted to do throughout the whole day. Mm -hmm. There weren't times a day where we're like, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. uh, the panels were interesting. There was a good balance of informative versus funny. Mm -hmm. uh, the lip sync battle that they've recently started doing is always a highlight for me. It's mm -hmm. really funny. And I, I think that's a cornerstone of KomoriCon now. Uh, and it really gets people involved, people performing, people, uh, you know, picking their cosplays and doing something creative, mm -hmm. doing another creative thing with it. Yeah. So that's really good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I really liked KomoriCon this year. But I just focused kind of on friendships and hanging out with people. Uh, the Artist Alley was a lot better than it had been. There's been complaints in the past that Artist Alley didn't get enough exposure, mm -hmm. especially uh, when it was at in Vancouver. It was at two locations in the Artist Alley. You had to make an effort to get there. Yeah. Um, so I hope the uh, artists got more money this year because there was a lot of good merchandise and good art. Um. Yeah, a lot of variety, too. People are really varying their products. A lot of the time, it's just, you know, prints. But people are doing clothing. People are doing mugs. People are doing all this cool stuff. Lanyards. Uh, more really tempting things. Yeah, I'm really excited about some of those changes that have been going on with the Artist Alley community. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, as much as I love the prints, my walls have gotten very full over the years. Mm -hmm. It'd be nice to go and have something a little different. Just, just a, little, a little different. That's true. I do agree with that. It's just like you can only have so many prints and then you start taking prints down to put other prints up. Exactly. And it's like, I love some of these so much. And um, for you guys, because you've seen my office, I've got a whole bunch of art on one wall that is just stuff that I have gotten from friends. And there's even more that I need to put up. And it's like, I just I can't decide which other ones to put up because I don't have enough room for it all now. Because it's on the other side, right? I can't remember. Yeah, closet on the other side. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. Somebody I know does something really cool where they have a print folio. Mm. And they just have like a, like kind of like an artist book, like a portfolio oh. style book. And then they can look through their prints. They're nice. They're in a paper protector. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a question regarding um, artist, um, artist stuff. Tyler, whatever happened to our book of art? Uh, it's still on top of my fridge. Okay, you still have it. Okay, good. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. That was a plan that sort of like bummed up very quickly because it was just it is, is clunky. <laughs> uh, it's it's a full it's a full thing to do um to like keep that it's a ten pound book. 
<laughs> cool. uh, just a full yeah i guess i don't know um not 10 pounds it's not 10 pounds mm-hmm. uh maybe three uh for quick um just a real quick explanation um several years ago tyler ended up making me the weapon for zexion um which is a book um for a weapon um and he essentially made it a real book he glued all the pages he made the back way better now you could probably make it a hundred times better now but the book that he he had but there are a whole bunch of real pages in there so we decided that instead of just leaving it empty we should have a bunch of uh artists we should get and whenever we go to a show we can get a couple artists to draw really quick uh, like a quick sketch in, in in each of them and i think we have about a dozen sketches or something like that in there now but yeah, we kind no, of haven't done anything with it for about two or three years now. Because it, it's it's we get busy, and it, it is like a thing to go and talk to every single uh, um, artist. artist that we like. Yeah, and so it's just like you either have to dedicate your time to do that because we brought it, and then we were just like, we don't have time to walk around Artist Diet and say, hey, let's get this one, and then you got to be there so that when they get that picture done, then you can take it to another and to get enough pictures out of it because you can give it to one artist and they'll be like, okay, I'll hold on to it and then draw it when I can and then give it back to you. And just like, but we have, we want to get like five, at least five pictures in there. And to do that, you have to go and be on it to get it done, to go to someone else to get it done. And it's just like, Oh yeah. And it was, it was just a kind of a process. I don't know. Yeah, I like the idea. And then we talked to our friend Dex, and he was just like, oh, yeah, furries do that all the time. That's a thing there. I'm like, oh, well, I guess we weren't that original. Another piece of the uh, uh, thinking what you're like, we didn't didn't know it before. And then we just came up with it. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, furries do that. They go to artists all the time and get full books just filled out with drawings of stuff from a whole bunch of cons. I'm like, wow, okay. I guess I thought we were original, but we weren't. People do it all the time, apparently. But yeah. Oh well. I guess it's just a free book to doodle in. I think that would have been a better idea is just to uh you to cosplay it and just have the book and then just give people pens to draw on it all the time. So you'd be like, hey, can I take a picture? Hey, you want to draw on this book? Okay. <laughs> and then they draw on the book and then take your picture. Just like I don't know. Do that. That's cool. Be like, oh, what's that? Oh, you got a Zex on. Yeah. And then here's a pen. Draw something in this book. Why? Just cause. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Hold them down with their hand to the pen. Just start scribbling whatever. Try, cosplay try is dick. not consent, Tyler. Oh, they're not. That's not cosplay. Not cos- art, yeah. art, art is not a consent. You mean? Yeah, is art consent? Art is not consent. One of my funnest favorite things to do when you're at these conventions is just walk through the artist alley. Because you get to see all the stuff people make, and it's just amazing stuff you see. Yeah. Well, like the nice. rich. The original stuff and like the fan art it's just cool to see mm-hmm. it's hard for original stuff to do well true yeah fan art does a little better yeah i mean i can't really argue that side of things but you know at the same time it's still nice going and seeing artists that have a lot of good fan art i've picked up a couple of things from stuff that i've not really known you know, in some cases, just have no idea about. And there's a few things I still don't know if it's original or if it's fan art. I just like getting to see artists doing what they love and going and showcasing unique styles. I hate I hate copycat art where it's just like recreating somebody else's existing style. Uh, I would never put that on my walls. because It's just like, well, is it real or is it just this? I don't know. 
I don't care. <laughs> I want to see something unique. I want to see something fun. Uh, one of my favorite things in animation is seeing the differences in artistic styles. Uh, something I hated about the early 2010s because of the anime booms, the early 2000s was there was a whole bunch of American animations that were just trying to go and copy, you know, anime styles, whether it was something like Totally Spies, Marvin Mystery. I mean, pretty much anything from Marathon, to be honest. <laughs> it's like, no matter how much you like the show, the art style is still really generic. Mm hmm. That is true. Yeah, I don't really care about people recreating characters in the exact same style as the show. Yeah, you know, I'd like to see a twist on it. Yeah, like I, I love Steven Universe's art style, and I really have loved in the artist alley getting to see on how people have taken those characters and redone them in their own way. You know, when you have a unique character design, and then you go and make it unique in your own style, that's a lot of fun. That's the kind of stuff I want to put up on my walls. And I love seeing artists doing that kind of stuff at conventions. And now that they're starting to branch out into buttons, into shirts, into mugs, it's like, oh, well, I'm more likely to bring that stuff into my home now because I don't need to go and fight for wall space. <laughs> I almost got a mug, but they were out of the Junkrat one. They had some Overwatch mugs that were super cute. Oh, mm -hmm. that's sad. Yeah. It's really sad. You need all the Junkie boys. I need so much Junk Boy. Bree got me a Junkrat pin, but I lost it. Mm -hmm. Oh, pins are sad. Pins fall off. They do. They do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I still don't know on how I've got my peanut butter pin that also got me a while back. She's a gift giver. She is. She is a joy and a blessing. And how has she not been on this podcast? She has not. That's not <laughs> right. She was at Con too. She was in my skit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What else was good at KomoriCon? Mama Samu hosted a really informative skit about fabric choices that I really appreciated. Uh, panel. Panel. Yes. Panel. You said skit. Panel. I feel like everybody could extrapolate what yes. I was trying to say. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I was I totally able to extrapolate that. Wait, actually, maybe I did use that word right this time. Yes. I think <laughs> I did, actually. <laughs> infer? Uh, infer? Infer. Infer. Okay, I think everyone could elaborate based on what I had said that I meant panel. See, I don't um, know if it, I don't know if it means that because normally I don't no, know if that's I'm correct. Switching, actually, extrapolate and elaborate. Oh, my oh, you're just case. breaking English all over the place. I see. Yep. Yeah, says the person who shoves use in the middle of random ass words. Favorite. You mean the word, the use that were already there that you took out? It's not that they're shoving them in. They're always there to begin with, and you're just removing them. You shove yous into words like I want to shove you into a locker. <laughs> and I'm sure he's very sorry about that. So sorry. Sorry. Sorry about that, you <laughs> hoser. <laughs> oh, oh, boys. Drink a Timmy and get over it. <laughs> oh, okay, here's something that out, I really, Okay, I, speaking of, out, of Canadian slang and all that funny shit. I was I was watching I was reading something and they were describing someone who had grown up in Canada even though they were British and one of the lines was like they called a certain someone else a hoser and I thought yeah, about it for a little yeah I know but I thought about it for a little I'm like I have never used that term in anything other than describing it it's describing Bob and, yeah bobbing it Bob and Doug McKenzie it's the only time I've ever used that word. <laughs> 
Yeah, because it's it's outdated, and then we got new stuff like uh, taking uh, rocking a piss and going up for a dart there, bud. Like it's changed. It, our the slang has altered over time and like the generation. I'm Would using like outdated to... slang. You are. You are. No one talks like that anymore. If you want to talk like that, there, but you're you're talking like I'm gonna drop you harder than this. Uh, I'm gonna down you harder than this twenty two four. I guess two four, two yeah, six. Two, two, six. Down two, you harder six. than this two two four and two six. This fifty. Oh, I'll, give totally you a loony. Bueno, dog. I'll give you a loony and a toonie if you shut up. <laughs> Why would and a three bucks? That's it. Oh, boy, you can get about two timmies with that. Get a toonie. Uh, no, actually... Is it only a dollar for one. an iced coffee? No. It's oh. not. Uh, well, it is, what is for a coffee? Small. Coffee's like for two small. something. Yeah, you still get a coffee. It's for a two. Small. It's two thirty for an extra large do- uh, do- coffee. Extra large double double. No <laughs> wonder it's two. Well, of course it's two. There, that's an extra large double double, Cole. If you just you want like a regular large, large just like a toonie. Or two a toonie down and might have been two ten. How much is a pumpkin okay, spice latte? I don't know. I don't drink pumps. You don't want their pumps. They're really sugary. I do want the pumpkin. Like, I do. Okay, I think they're. I think there's like. Well, Maybe when you come $3. visit, you can, yeah. we'll take you to Tim Hortons so you can have fun. Hey, there you go. You, you can have Tim Hortons. They probably want a pumpkin spice around then, though. Pumpkin? I think pumpkin. it's pumpkin, pumpkin spice there, bud. <laughs> hey there, bud. Let's fucking figure it out. I did a Canadian <laughs> accent at work, and everyone was like, wow, Amy, that's really good. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> hey there, bud. It's probably because it's mixed a little in with like that hockey slang of talking. Like if, so. if if I was to compare it, like it seems like every accent that I ever hear that says Canadian sounds more like a Newfoundland slash Quebec. Yeah, yeah. It's There's a, a lot more, of it's a lot more Newfie than a little bit more and a little bit of Quebec. Uh, Nova Scotia. Yeah, I'm talking their Nova Scotia accent there, but no, I'm just talking. Oh, I'm from down there, Nova Scotia there. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, guys. I think that we have enough there. Canadian accents and Canadian facts at this point to go into okay, yeah, people are well, well, the entirety of North Korea. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, that <laughs> never mind. Uh, <laughs> maybe just the original crossing. Anyway, uh, yeah, down, making the down you, bud. And go for a dark trip, and we pop on. Don't make okay, me I will you. mute you too. Amy, ah. please tell tell us more about the brilliance of uh, Mama Samu and the things that uh, she did and the things that you also saw from other people that uh, our listeners might care about. Or, you know what, just go and tell us about anything that happened at Komori Khan. I want to anything. Li- I want to live vicariously through you. Help me experience the world through your Amy. Through my Amy. Uh, I spent a lot of time shut up it's my turn I spent a lot of time with one spoon cosplay Anna and Patty they're twins they do Fred and George at cosplay chess I love them I went from acquaintance to friend with them they're good good people I I hope to get to know them better yes I got to know them better and it was 10 out of 10 would recommend Mm. uh and I went to a, I, so I'll just go over my cosplays for the weekend, I suppose. Yes. Uh, on Friday, I was Sailor Jupiter in a group, a Sailor Moon group, which was very dramatic and reminded me why I don't hang out with groups of women. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I work at a dental office, which is like all women. All but, the bitches. Um, every woman. Um, oh. But all the ladies. <laughs> uh, but it was good. Like, 
not at con at con it was enjoyable but the lead up was like uh um and then friday night i was buffy and spike with becky knox who mm-hmm. on facebook does oh you should edit out her last name sorry oh, I, trust me that's not gonna be a problem uh it's just like fuck amy now you're making me happen to work for this Tenio still... productions good luck spelling that mm-hmm. we did spike and buffy linked in the description we still haven't had her on and we've been saying we wanted her on for the last two years. you know what cole cole drop an invite right now i'm doing this right now yes do it right now because we keep saying we're going to and then we don't and then we feel like jackasses about it and then we, we see all her come on, and we're like hey do you want to be on the podcast okay and then yeah she says like will you ever actually do it you jackass <laughs> <laughs> um she's fun we were spike and buffy and we got to talk about buffy for a long time and it was great and i wore my first lace front wig and i forgot my steak so a friend of my grabbed a stick for me and I just whittled it in the hotel room. <laughs> so I'm sure the house service was like, what the fuck? When there was like wood shavings on the ground. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm sure my roommates love that too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I did that. We went to a fun monster prom panel, which was great. They played through the monster prom game, but they had like voting on decisions and like people were doing the voices. It was cute. Um, if you haven't played that game, it's awesome. It's super funny. Super snarky humor. It's a competitive dating simulator. Uh, yeah, and then Saturday, I was Sione from Pathfinder. Nobody knows who that is. She's the character on the front of the player's guide. Player's manual. She's hot. Yep. Yeah. Hot. Pants on. It was fun. I was like, oh. I like had to hold my skirt around myself. Uh, that was a fun costume. Lots of hand painting. Uh, I had my friend draw my tattoos on in Copic marker. I remember you were having difficulties with the with the. I remember you said you bought a, a high waisted suit for the under un, underlayer for that. Yeah, I just uh, conceded and let myself have visible underwear. Like <laughs> they were red, so they matched the costume. She has like these little black hip straps, so I tried to line those up with it, but I just couldn't get underwear up high enough without it being so far in my butt that a breeze could get me kicked out of Kamori Con. So I was like, uh. <laughs> so yeah, I spent a lot of time with Amanda, a uh, Windy C cosplay and she's lovely as always. Uh, and uh, Magic Time Studios, McKenna, old White Ranger. Magic they, Time Studios. Is it magic? Yeah. It's spelled like M-A-J-I-K though. Yeah, just spelled weird, but it's still just pronounced. But if I say magic, people are gonna search M-A-G-I-C. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there is another cosplayer with that name. There's another cosplay me. Yeah, which still blows my mind. Yeah. She's she's better than B. That's okay. Bullshit. Uh, Our uh, cosplay me is the best cosplay me. Isn't that right, boys? Yeah. Yeah. Cosplay me. Best. Yeah. Please I wonder if there's another <laughs> Megan McHugh out there. Ooh. No. No. Because <laughs> that's your literal last name. I guess this is my literal first name. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was really fun. Uh, tech rehearsal makes partying on Friday hard. Oh, also, I went to where fan fiction goes to die. And I got to be Goku to this man who was Lucy. And we had sex in the sky. Mm-hmm. And a fan With fiction. Diamonds? I was also Tutoro in my neighbor Tutoro. No, no, I was the dad, and then the other person was Tutoro. It's yeah. just I love that panel. Like they read the porn. It's great. 
it's a nice little bedtime story. All there right, we have, we have her next week. <laughs> Sweet. Yay. There was the rave, but I was not drunk enough for that shit, so I did not. But they, had, they had Teddy Lloyd. Because Tyler wasn't there. <laughs> Where's my drinking buddy? I haven't been to a rave in a dark age. God. I've never been to a rave. I don't think. I went to a rave once with you, Tyler. <laughs> hey, we were at a rave together. Yeah. <laughs> I had to do a rave in England. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I don't know. It was fun. I stayed late on Sunday, which is nice. The lip sync is really a draw to stay later on Sunday because, like, Sunday used to basically not be a day. Yeah. But they tried to, like, put cosplay chess on Sunday as a draw. But Kamorikon's cosplay chess is improv and it's okay. But I don't, it's not, it's not good as enough. epic. <laughs> it's not good enough to stay until two o'clock. Ooh, yeah. My favorite lip sync was Chris from Yuri on Ice doing Oops, I Did It Again. And he like had tearaway clothes. It was really good. There were some really good Gravity Fall ones. Uh, there was one that was so wholesome of Dipper and Mabel to Dancing Queen by ABBA, uh, which actually brings up what I want to talk about. Um, so at the skit contest, about eight of the things were dance skits. There was a Love Live dance skit. There was a Vocaloid dance skit. Uh, everybody does dance skits and as somebody with 12 years dancing experience, it is hard for me not to do dance skits. I've done a dance skit before. I do a lot of musical stuff. So there were only two skits, two to three, uh, two and a half skits that were not dance skits. Mm. So it's just like, where's the line between like, should I enter this in the lip sync contest or should I enter this in the cosplay contest. Skit contest, yeah. yeah. I guess it's the same thing in this one. Like, I would hope the lip sync would weed some dance skits out. Like, because, in my opinion, a skit has a beginning, middle, end. Yeah. Well, I mean, wouldn't that kind of be, from you know a theater perspective, like, the definition of it? Mm-hmm. Like, I can dance, but I understand that it is not a skit. Yeah. Oh, you can well, and I think there's a question of leave your friends behind because your friends don't dance. And if they don't dance, then they're no friends of mine. Edit that out. <laughs> we could dance. We could dance. dance. Everybody <laughs> look at your pants. <laughs> okay. Go Sorry. On. You cannot stop me when the safety dance happens. <laughs> no one can. No one. No one should. <laughs> no one should stop. I love you, people. <laughs> the soccer Rangers, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're, We're the best like, bad band you've ever heard. We're like the Aquabats. <laughs> we are like, oh my god. Oh, we are like the Aquabats. Have you ever watched any of their stuff? Yes. <laughs> how super nerdy they are. Okay, Dude, that's a tangent for another time. The Aquabats Super Show Season 1 on DVD. It's it's so it's just it's oh my god. They're they're huge nerds and they just love doing that stuff. And like oh. I love it. I love it. I, I, oh, okay. Oh. Okay. We can, we can go on to the, for the Aquabats forever. Okay, well, let's, let's not, let's not though. That's a story for another time. So Aquabats yeah. for late night chest. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, we have a plan for late night chess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 2020 no, we'll, late night chess. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll go and work on that one later, guys. We'll work on I that skit. one later. Anyway. <laughs> Aquabats. Oh dear God. Uh, uh, anyway, anyway, so, 
going off of the Aquabats, because this can't end well. <laughs> um, so Wasn't going Amy back to something? Amy's point there. Um, yeah, where where is the line? Because uh, when we're talking about dance skits, I mean, were these just girls getting up there and going and dancing to the latest Love Live thing? Or are we talking about uh, something that was heavily choreographed? Like, I do think that there is a certain point uh, where you can get away with a dance skit if it's conveying a narrative, you know, more in the interpretive dance kind of way. But then, and I hate saying this because I know people that do this, it's like, well, then there's Love Live. Or any of the, uh, what is it, Toho animation or whatever it is? Toho? Yeah. You mean like, are you talking about the genre of like, um, uh, idol, idol yeah, anime? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. When, whenever I see something like that, it's just like, guys. I get the like to do this stuff, but this is not the time or the place. Well, one group did a really cool thing. They had a love life panel and mm-hmm. you went in and there were glow sticks on the seats and then they just performed at their panel. That was really cool. It was like a little mini concert for them. Yeah. That, uh, I, that I think is the perfect kind of opportunity to do that. Or flash mobbing it. I love love oh. life flash bombs. I've seen yes. them at soccer con and they just do a whole set and it's fucking cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's great. That is exactly where I would expect that. Not, I'm entering in a skit contest and taking up space that could be dedicated to something else. I don't know. I mean... Am I too much of a stickler on that? I just don't even know anymore. It's it's hard because it's gotten out of control. And for me, too, as a dancer, uh, their dancing's not going to get appreciated because, like, everybody's like, oh, damn, another dance skit. It takes a long time to get a routine looking sharp and good. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. it's obvious they put so much time into it and it's just not gonna win. It's not gonna it's not gonna do well. So I don't know. It's hard because it's like you're not gonna get out of it what you put into it anyway. Yeah. No, that's that's a very human way of looking at it actually, and thought about it from that perspective. Yeah. But I think that also further emphasizes the point of this is not the time or the place. Actually, I guess this kind of goes and leads to the question of should there be something for that kind of stuff? Mm. Now, the lip sync contest should be that. Yeah. Now, uh, here's the thing is the lip sync contest doesn't have to do anything with costume. Now, this is to KomoriCon is important because you have both your costume and your skit. So if you have a costume, if you're in the costume contest, then you have to kind of do a skit. And a dancing no. skit. No, you don't? No. Remember, there's well, walk ons where you just walk on and do like a runway thing. Okay. Or you do a skit. For the skit, you don't have to make your own costume. But if you don't, you are not eligible for Best in Show. Really? Oh, this is just for Best in okay. Show regards. Okay. Oh, okay. So best okay. in Show, you have to be doing both. But if you want to do one or the other, you can. Oh, well, then, then yeah, never mind. I guess so that's the only way. Eligible for. Uh, best master, but we were not eligible for any construction awards because we did not get prejudged. Yeah. Oh. And we did not have enough people in costume. That's tough to be, get best in show then, I guess. I guess that's why it's best in show. Yeah. Have a good skit and a... somebody who can do everything. Yeah. Yeah. 
Huh. That's the only way I can think of it is like if you'd want to do it as you're in it for the costume stuff, but you want to do best in shows, so you would do something like a singing, dancing. Huh. Yeah. Sorry. But they all they all have costumes they purchase. Most of the dance kids. Have well, then, costumes. yeah, no, I don't know. That's that is that is what it is for. <laughs> Unless it's the another occasion, like wasn't the lip sync battles you had to audition to get into? You did. You had to do a um a video edition prior to the event. Hmm. Which so then, yeah, yeah. I'm actually kind of okay with that one. Yeah, but then I guess that makes it anyone who didn't get into that could overflow into the other one. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But these people have been entering over and over in skit contests, you know? Hmm. Um, but, but for example, a Power Surge lip sync won Best Youth, mm-hmm. and it was straight up a lip sync. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's interesting. It's weird. I don't really know what if when or if they will take action or, you know, because... It's funny, the lip sync always has more entries than they can show. And in previous years, they didn't audition, and there was a lot more cringe. This year, there was less cringe, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but the skit contest will take entries up until the day before the actual event, because they never fill up. You, They take 30 skit entries total, and they never fill up. Mm. So I don't know. That actually, yeah. okay. maybe skits are sort of dying. Then i I've kind I of know. felt that I've kind of felt that way with a lot of these conventions because I don't know it. I could be completely off base with this, and Amy has competed more with this stuff than I have, so maybe I'm just not fully tracking stuff. But it felt like for a while there, five or six years ago, dance groups were starting to get so popular and were sweeping a lot of the. Uh, convention skit contests and I don't know I think that that discouraged a lot of people that were I hate to say this more doing it for fun from going and entering anymore mm-hmm. I remember like, us talking about this about a year ago or something like that yeah, it, about, it's been a while content. yeah I don't know yeah. though I would argue the dancing people are also doing it for fun oh I would definitely say that they are it's just it went from anybody at least has a chance with an idea to and like I said, this is years of context out of place because I haven't entered a contest until last year. Or I should say this year. Last year. The previous SakuraCon. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done it in five years. And I just remember on how discouraged I was to even go and enter again after the previous uh, three conventions that I'd entered in skip contests with not that I was good enough to win. I want to make that point. I had no, nothing we were doing was good enough to go and win anything serious, but I just remember feeling discouraged that there could go and be 10 people entered in the contest. And two of the three people that were going to end up in the top three were always dance groups, which have a really high technical level of performance, and that definitely counts for a lot. But it's also kind of discouraging when sometimes good concepts get beat out by something that's already pre-choreographed, pre-designed, and you just need bodies to go and fill it. That's how I felt five or six years ago with this. Now, when we entered at SakuraCon, I didn't see, you know, there was one real dance group that was there, and 
the other musical acts were definitely different. It wasn't, you know, we have a large number of people. We have a very high technical level of performance. This is telling a story or taking a different take on a character. There's at least something interesting about that. You know, the oh. Arianized pole dancer, I thought was really an interesting one. Something I never would have considered. I don't know. I would argue too, though. So a lot of people view dance skits as an easy way out because you don't have you emulate you don't really create your own yeah content i would argue that disney parodies are kind of falling into the same vein as like a safe bet and this is coming from me i do a lot of disney parodies it's fun and i will like just make them up while driving places and it's obnoxious uh so i don't know like i would say disney parodies are the new dance skits like the best novice was a disney parody we do a bunch of Disney parodies. Yeah. It's an easy grab. It's an easy nostalgia grab. But I don't know. Yeah, in a sense, I get that. Just like song parodies and musical. People know that people like musicals. They like songs. They like parody. Uh, and it's becoming a safe bet. It was really uncomfortable for me and stretched me creatively to write a skit with no parody. I used background mm -hmm. music. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was interesting to just write a script. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's just it. I, I think everybody's going to have a kind of their own take with this. And I certainly don't want to discourage somebody from doing a dance skit or Disney parody or any of that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I want to do another Disney parody flat out. Um, cause I enjoy them and yeah, the fun you get out of it is definitely part of it too. I think so. I don't know. It's, this is a subject that I think, unfortunately, is a little too broad reaching, um, even for this podcast in some respects. Yeah. It's one we've brought I up mean, many times so, before and talked about a lot, too. Yeah. I also think, you know, like, I want to encourage creativity. And if that is how you express yourself is through dance, do it. But don't do it. Don't. Don't consider yourself a skit and know that it's going to be really hard for you to win. Yeah. No, that's truer words never said. <laughs> but, you know, I want people to be creative. I want people to express themselves. Another weird thing about Kamari Khan, how are we doing on time? Do we have another tangent? Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're good. We're good. Uh, was on Friday, there was so much My Hero Academia cosplay. <laughs> that's the new thing. Oh, definitely. Uh, but because it's so many, like, hero suits and they have their gym uniform and they have their school uniform... Everything My Hero Academia can be purchased for under $100. Everything yeah. was purchased. And I kind of miss, like, this is going to sound bad. I miss crappy cosplay. You know? <laughs> like, I miss seeing your effort and your growing process. And I miss seeing, oh, you're at a stage and you're moving forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. I miss no. seeing the beginning stages. And if you, I like bot cosplay. It's nice to open something up and just have it. I buy cosplay. Okay. Uh, but it's hard to not see. I feel like if I didn't have a basis of sewing skills or like a dad who bought me a sewing machine, uh, I would just buy cosplays and not even try. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are just not trying. Yeah. And I want people to put in the effort because it's really satisfying creatively. Well, and that this is something that actually uh, John and DJ and uh, Sierra and I were talking about um, on the way to uh, 
uh, the rehearsal dinner for uh, my wedding. You know, it's, you and Tyler were at and hopefully entertaining the crowd while we were, you know, an hour and a half late to it. <laughs> I was. Tyler helped not at all and drank his wine. Ah, yes, that seems like a there very There wasn't any wine. What wine was there? I didn't see any rehearsal wine. Rehearsal dinner? Yeah, yeah rehearsal dinner. Not oh, yeah, there's wine at rehearsal dinner. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler will still never forgive me for not going and paying for a bartender. For what? Mm-hmm. What? No, yeah, no, for the your wedding. dad was the bartender. Yeah. Oh, for the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> it was morning. Yeah, mimosas, though. Mimosas, yeah. though. You could have had mimosas. Yeah, mimosas. I know, I know. A perfect... Well, you know, I told everybody, bring your own flask. And then nobody <laughs> brought their own damn flask. We were going to. <laughs> Amy and I were going to bring a bottle of champagne and orange juice and just have it there and make our own mimosas. And I would, we just, we got busy, I guess. I don't know. It was, it was plans. There were, there were plans and motions that didn't go through, that didn't come to fruition. <laughs> so, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. It's that's always. A- it's always humbling yeah and that's we we were talking about this uh leading up to uh us actually getting to the rehearsal and yeah it's kind of a weird thing um we talked a little bit about how guys have a bit of a hard time getting into cosplay these days and you know i think it's pretty easy to get discouraged with a lot of this stuff and Accessibility to costumes has gotten better than ever, but yeah, there's not as much heart and soul in it as there used to be. Because, yeah, it all just kind of comes easy. There's not that same sense of accomplishment when you actually get a costume done. Unless it's like mm -hmm? an armor build. Yeah, that's just it. I mean, it's not to say that there isn't still that level of craftsmanship out there, but I just don't see the novice the same way that I used to back when, you know, old man Rob got his start. Oh, yes. When we all got our starts. Yeah, that's just it. The humble beginnings. And don't get me wrong. I'm really glad that cosplay is more accessible than ever, but I'm also seeing fewer and fewer cosplayers, it feels like, because of that. Yeah, is anybody else noticing that where it just seems like the cosplay crowd is becoming smaller and smaller? Um, I don't feel like there's a decrease in cosplayers, but there is a decrease in man-made cosplay and it's nice because then you can go to con you can wear a costume you can dress up and feel good yeah i like seeing the effort though i like seeing the ingenuity yeah it's a it's a different area where you are too where i am uh cosplay is not disappearing because it just isn't been here yet it's only just blossoming Mm. yeah so So it's still on the uptick (laughs) yeah so you don't see a lot of cosplay for the sure reason that it's just new and no one has really done it so mm-hmm. it's it's slowly growing we just don't have a lot of places to have it and the stuff you do see is very uh um is that kind of beginning stages of cosplay so it is very basic level. where i go around looking at people and go like oh i see you did that you did that you could work on this part this part and it's just like people have yeah very very homemade costumes by looks and I don't know. Then I walk around with my stuff, and it's just like, oh, I've, I've seen a lot of things, and I've done a lot of things. And then you come back home, and it's just like, oh, it's just. I walk around with Cusco, which is a very simple costume, and already it's just like everyone's just like, oh my god, that's great! I love it. You're Cusco. You look fantastic. You look perfect. I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the reaction if you walked around in Zenyatta. Man, I I don't even I don't even bother because it's just like. 
it's that's a that's a hard costume to walk around with. Oh yeah, I understand. Hard that, but just imagine that though. <laughs> yeah, I need I need someone to support and drive. It's hard to walk around with that. It almost well, doesn't feel worth it at some points because it's it's a big heavy costume that yeah, it's a costume that you put on to go to a photo shoot in. <laughs> I guess I mean, so. Yeah. That's one. You just need somebody like your friendly neighborhood Mega McHugh to go and wheel you around in a big chair. Yeah. Like we buy me a plane <laughs> ticket. I will gladly handle your cosplays. Ah! Oh, there you go. She says that now until she gets there. <laughs> oh, well, when am I going to cosplay? I'm just going to do that for this day. Now I'm going to do this this day too. Third day. Oh yeah. I'm going to do this too. <laughs> <laughs> And we're all just like, yeah, you look better than all of us. Whatever. We can't tell you no. I don't know. It's what it is. So yeah, costumes is kind of growing here, and like I'm waiting for the day when like I can wear the. I, I feel I feel like I'm coming off as very as an asshole right now. You're not. No, no. We. No. There are there's like levels of cosplay, and just like I've got cosplays that are higher and like a lot of work, and then. You just kind of, I can't go to places because I'm not going to see anything of that level and I'll just stand out and be like, oh. And then also, people don't really take photos or do that kind of stuff because they're also just not used to it yet either. Like, they're not used to seeing cosplays and asking for photos. It's gotten better. Uh, but like, I remember other years of walking around where it's just like, people just go, oh, it's that guy. And then that's it. And then they're just off. And it's just like, oh, you could take photos and such, but like, you just don't see them because people don't think about taking photos of that or any of that yet. But now it's sort of circulating on internet and social media in our areas. So people are starting to go, oh, you can just take photos of cosplay and then do that. So it's it's becoming more prevalent and you can kind of see the growing stages of it, of bigger cosplay groups. But like things like we barely have any cons. There are a bunch of cons in uh, Calgary. Um, in Edmonton, so that's the closest one to us, and they do have things like skits and cosplay contests. Uh, but like here in my province, we, that stuff just isn't a thing at all. It's just you're not going to see cosplay contests or skits. Uh, well, actually, they might have cosplay contests, but they are like the casual anyone who has a costume come in, and it's just like the day of you just put your name in and say, "Hey, I'm going to join the cosplay contest." And you go in into it. Um, you still do. You're starting to see a lot of cool stuff in that too. Because uh, what was it? It was a. Uh, um, oh, what was what was the con that was just on that I missed in September? Uh, what was that? Sask Sask Expo. Sask Expo? Yeah. Yes, uh, they had a pretty cool cosplay contest. But like again, I only saw the photos that my mom sent me, and they only had a like a small amount of people as well, and huh. so then they had like. They had their casual, and then they actually... I don't think they had uh, divisions at all. I just think it's just one division you entered, and that was that. Yeah. So it's just growing. It's just not there yet. I, yeah. I see where it can go. I've seen a bunch of cons that are like very prevalent with... like you're, The whole, the whole uh, West Coast is very strong cosplay community. Oh, yeah. Like it's a lot of stuff there, and so I can see where it can go. You have like... You can you have a convention. You almost have like two conventions a month. Is that is that outrageous? Say two conventions a month uh, across the entire West Coast. That sounds about right. Yeah, in between just your two states of, or maybe even the three states of. Yeah, between the three states, I can definitely go and put it there. Yeah, 
So yeah. And then, so that means you can be going to a convention. Yeah. That, that often and making that many skits and making that many cosplays. Cause like I'll work on a cosplay and then I'll wait like half a year before I can show it anywhere. So it's yeah. like making cosplay after cosplay after cosplay is kind of pointless and redundant here because you're going to make one and then you're going to have nowhere to show it. Yeah. Or you make that many <laughs> and then you have to wear them all. Yeah. At a con. Ugh. So, okay. Putting all that in perspective. And I mean, these are definitely topics we're going to, you know, just by nature of us <laughs> going to revisit again in the future. Uh, just to wrap this up, Amy, give us a top three uh, most memorable moments. And uh, can you give us the one thing the convention could really go and uh, work to go and improve on? Um, my top three would be variety of panels and uh -huh. good time slots for panels. Uh, mm -hmm. Only a couple times where there are too many good panels at one time. And there was always something to do, something I was at least mildly interested in. Mm -hmm. A big improvement because that used to be something Kamori Khan got beat up on a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There would be hours previously where I'd be like, there's nothing to do until late night. So I'm just sitting around in my cosplay. Uh, yeah, that's epic. Okay. I would say the lip sync contest mm -hmm. was amazing. That was really well organized, entertaining, and just like it was a great little clincher to my weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I would say probably the layout and variety in the vendor hall slash artist alley. So all things I really touched on already. All right, cool. Uh, it was just, it was nice. Uh, I'm not really a huge shopper, but I was very like entertained walking around and there was a lot to look at, a lot of variety. Uh, and I would say as far as KomoriCon needing to work on things, I want them to work on their cosplay chess. I went to watch Late Night and I had to leave. It was just like, and having been a part of it, it's somewhat minimal effort. Uh, and, you know, I come from Sakura. Yeah, con, you, you come from the best chess con. scripted and all that. But it's just like, as I walked in, I was not in a costume. And the person at the door was like, are you in cosplay chess? Do you want to be? I'm like, I'm not even in cosplay. <laughs> Like it was, uh, so I don't know. It's just like pulling people, and that's how it was when I did it last year. I was the chess master for main game on Sunday, and I was just pulling people. I don't know. Okay. Uh, and there's much. never more than two rows of people attending, so it's kind Ooh. of more it's like a formality than actually a performance. Oh, that's sad, mm -hmm. especially for our sister con. Yeah, there are as many people in the audience as on the chessboard. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So what you're saying is we need to take over this uh, this chess game. Gotcha. Yes. I totally understand. Let us take over this thing, simulcast it everywhere, and get some attention coming back to it. <laughs> yep, I love this plan. I love this plan. Cool. Make a note. Find out whoever runs this, and then kill them. That's so rude. Killing people's rude, Rob. Yes, killing people is rude, but and I've efficient. The... Yes, <laughs> I've also seen the way that these things are run and organized. Let's be honest: if you don't kill them, you don't get the authority, you don't get the power. You know, there's you other see, ways you don't get to the respect. do that. Yeah, no, con conventions are kind of like the necromonger culture. You keep what you kill, unless you kill, you don't. I thought that get was it. Highlander. 
That is Highlander. Okay. <laughs> See, I was going for Chronicles of Riddick, but yeah, if you guys want to go and do the, there could be only one and chop heads off. I mean, that's barbaric. No, it's honorable. Okay, sure. We'll go with honor and a lot of pain when you're going and killing somebody. I was talking about doing it nice. If you chop their head off, there's only a little bit of pain. <laughs> yeah, if you get it in one strike. Chop the head off this podcast and wrap it up. That's probably a great idea. Put it thank out of its misery. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. I hope you have enjoyed Amy's wrap-up of KumoriCon 2018. We're looking forward to being there in KumoriCon 2019. Uh, we'll have to figure out something good. Mm. Yeah, seriously. Cole, find out who it is and kill them. We okay. need this. Okay. Thank Take you. Take the shot. Take yes. the shot. Yes, and if anybody out there can still hear my voice at this point and doesn't want to go and be an accessory, thank Please you very not. much for listening. You sound like an ASMR video. Oh, man. Oh, even you kill them very, very slowly. Stop! We even have the mics for that, too. Oh, Tell my God. Me something. Can you bleed? And that's the anyway, exact opposite. <laughs> anyway, listen to us on okay. iTunes, Google Play Music Podcast, SoundCloud right now. Uh, Thank you once again for joining us. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, go host a panel. Good night. Good night. <laughs>